Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. I am the one and only Dave Fremlin, and you are listening to me. Yay! So, um, today is Sunday, and it is a beautiful day in downtown Orlando, Florida. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy I'm not in California. You know, I don't hear good news from there. And although I know people that live there, and when they call me, they don't they don't report the same types of reports that I hear from my conservative radio people. But I think that it's because they're so immersed in it that they don't see it from an outside point of view. And I can say that honestly because I left California and I was in it and I didn't real I, I, I felt oppressed. Okay, and I was one of our listening to the Dave Fremlin show. Wanted to share with anyone who's interested out there. Um, takes a so, super uh, duper long time. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so I. Anyways, and now tonight I'm gonna not give you some information. Yay! A doctor, um, which I forgot what it is. Right. You are listening to the Dave Fremlin Show. Yay. I guess we'll see what happens, right? The few people I watched, I watched my friends uh, become oppressed, like literally before my eyes, and none of them were aware of the acuteness of what was happening. It just like that. They just flipped, and it freaked me out. I got to say, because I was, I was like watching this like show from the house. All, everyone, they turned into people I didn't know or recognize. And it was really hard for me. And the way that that happened was that, um, um, and that, uh, I got distracted. I can't believe this. I have a pause button. And as soon as I paused the thing, I forgot completely what I was talking about. And I had to wait till I remembered. So I was talking about why I'm happy to be in Florida and not California. So anyway, I was in California and I was oppressed. And I felt a sort of oppression. But when I left California and I came to Florida, I can't really 100% describe it. But it's like from the it, it, it seeped in the freedom level. You know, like I was here for a little while before I really recognized how it's about it's about attitude. It's about how people are when you talk to them interacting. It's about like the shop clerk and the and the and the I don't know, everybody. It's everything. There's a, a feeling, a sense here that in California is not. And I gotta say I never really thought of Florida as a place that was like, there's so many things to see and do here. I never really thought of it. And I have vacationed in a lot of glamorous places. But now that I'm here in Orlando, I have like dozens of glamorous places that I can visit for weekend trips, day trips, whatever, right here from Florida, from Central Florida. And so I feel lucky to be here. And that was a huge digression from what I really want to talk about. But um, so that's a good thing. And so I'm glad to be in Florida. And if you are thinking of coming from California to Florida, you may take my word for it. And I'm only in central Florida. There's probably even better places. I came here because it was totally affordable. 
it's very pretty and nice. And even though it's inland, it's still close to everything in, on the coast. Anyway, um, and so restless leg syndrome, topic number two. I had it last night again. It is so frustrating. I have... And I gotta, I gotta admit that trying something one night is not does not a habit make. And um, I had it last night. The most important thing, and this is key to restless legs. If you're out there with restless leg syndrome, I want you to pay close attention to this sentence. You gotta just not let it stress you out. And I know that's hard because the feeling of restless legs itself is stressful. And when I get it at its peak, I get it where my arms feel like rubber. So like I get this horrible feeling in my legs and then it kind of gets into my like sort of torso and then my arms, they start to feel rubbery and then I have got to stand up and I got to walk around. I don't care if it's four in the morning. Sometimes I stand up and I just go into my bathroom and lean up against the vanity sink and just I take my headphones in there and listen to music or whatever, standing up in the bathroom, leaning up against the sink. It's a comfortable spot. It's full of mirrors. Anyway, I won't go there. Anyways, um, so that's how I dealt with it last night. It was tough. I don't remember it today per se. So that's a good sign. I remember that I had it. I remember I was uncomfortable, but I don't remember the discomfort. And so, you know, this is, I'm going at this from th several angles. One, I'm trying to retrain my brain to not remember the restless legs the next day. Two, I'm trying to become zen with the restless legs so that if it never goes away, at least I've developed a new way of thinking about it. And three, I'm trying to change my lifestyle accordingly so that my activity and my bedtime work out with the restless leg syndrome. And all I wish that I had that's not here is I wish I had, I wish my gym, the gym I go to was later at night or else I wish there was a grocery store that was open 24 hours that was nearby. Because then I would just do my, you are listening to the one and only Dave Fremlin show on Podbean. I would, I would, I would sleep two hours later in the morning and I would push everything two hours later in the day and I would do my grocery shopping at 11 instead of at 9. You know what I mean? And then I would, everything would be two hours later. It would be perfect. But at this time, there is not a, uh, that possibility is not available to me. But that doesn't mean it won't be in the future. So that's a thing. And now I'm going to spend the rest of the time I think I am going to talk about, um, all right, I'm going to talk about a couple, two more things. One thing is, um, as many people have listened to my podcast, my father died on Tuesday and I, I have a problem with my brothers right now and the rest of my family. And so... I know that whenever a family member dies, everybody has their thing. I have heard so many stories in the last week from people. And they try to commiserate with me, try to sympathize, and I just, it does help. But there's no family that a father or mother dies that does not have 
an immediate horror problem. And my problem is my brothers, I really love my family. And unfortunately, I have uh, it's come to my attention. And this is going to tie into the whole COVID-19 thing. It's come to my attention that, you know, the people in my family, they're, they're, I'm different. I'm different than them. Okay, I'm different than them. And I don't know if it's good for me or not. But I'm I'm estranged from my family and I'm glad I am. I'm not I'm not particularly thrilled that my father died and I'm here all alone and I'm not talking to my brothers like I wish we could call each other and talk. But on the other hand, when somebody hurts you in such a way or me, I should say me, in such a way that I see them in a different way than I saw them before, like if somebody hurts me in such a way that they no longer to me are the same person that I saw before the hurt, it's going to take me time to adjust myself to how I now see who they are. Does that make sense? If somebody, I saw somebody as being, you know, I don't know what I was thinking and I don't want to badmouth anyone, but let's just say that when COVID-19 came in, I've said this before, I'm probably really redundant right now. It caused me to separate from literally everybody that I love. Literally. Because I'm here all alone, 100% in Florida. And everybody that I love is in San Diego. And I have no regret. And what happened was that um, COVID-19 came. And I'm sure that many of you, if you're listening to me, you probably know that I think that it was a, I think that people went totally nuts over something completely insane. I mean, I, I do not see the reason why anybody reacted at all to anything, let alone two weeks to slow the spread, let alone lockdowns and masks and mandated vaccines and COVID camps. I... I know the reason, and I knew the reason immediately. What freaks me out is why nobody else in my world could see it. And what freaks me out even more is when I put the information right in front of them rather than go, oh, my God, this is what's happening. Oh, I now see. Now it makes sense to me. Thank you, David, for showing me. No, instead it's, no, no, no. This craziness actually makes sense. You're the one who's crazy. And I'm sorry, but I, I hate to tell you people, it really freaked me out. And so, and the more that I tried to put truth in front of people, it was not like just disagreement. It was like literally shut me down. Like people walk out of the room while I'm talking, while I'm trying to, you know, they give me their side of the story, okay? Here's why you should get a vaccine. Then when I say, well, I don't want to because uh, by the time I get that out of my mouth, they've already shut me down. They don't want to hear it. And I don't want to be around people that, uh, to, me, that's a, to me, that's just flat out abuse. And that's just the first layer of abuse. Now that I've got, you know, here's the thing about abuse. I'm going to digress for a moment. 
when I was in the situation where I was being abused, I didn't recognize it as abuse. Think about that for a minute. I didn't recognize the patterns. I didn't recognize the behaviors. I didn't recognize the statements, the wording, the the inflections. I didn't notice any of it as being abuse. None. And then when COVID came, I'm really grateful almost to COVID. I, for some reason, I was able to see that these people don't even want to, they don't even want to, uh, where I was and where they were, it was so separated that they didn't, they didn't want to, like, there was no, I'm Dave Fremlin and you were listening to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. I don't know how to describe it. It was like a like a lightning bolt that just cracked it and separated it. And I was like, wow, I see you differently now. I don't see you as you are no longer the person that I saw. When I look at you, you look different. And I mean that. I mean, they like look physically different to me than they did before. And so I don't know what happened. It's something that happened to me. And we all know what I'm going through with my you know, various uh, medications and things that I'm recovering from, learning how to live without any drugs or medicines. It's its own thing. And it's highly possible that I have, you know, perceptions that are out of whack. But I was shown that I, I was just shown a completely, I was just shown how different that I was from these people and suddenly it looked like abuse. And that thing about shutting down a conversation without hearing the second side, <coughs> when I was able to see that as abuse, I was then able to see other behaviors as abuse as well. And then when I saw more of it, I was able to see that all of it was a pattern of abuse. And since I was so immersed in it, and the only way to get out of it was to, when you're in a riptide in the Pacific Ocean, the only way out, you don't swim directly out. You have to swim sideways out, okay? You can't just go directly out. The tide will pull you under. So you have to go sideways, laterally, till you're out of the mushroom, and then you can swim to shore. It's the same type of an entanglement when you were in, when I was in the abuse, the more that I struggled directly against the abuse, the more I felt the abuse and the more resistance there was. When I decided to just extract myself laterally out and then get into a safe situation at the shore, I'm now able to look out and see how wide the riptide really was. Does that make sense? That's a good analogy. I really like that analogy a lot. If you're not a surfer, if you're not from the Pacific coast where there's riptides, um, you could look it up online. Anyways, so that's what happened. And now I'm in Florida and the I, I don't have regret, okay? I feel 
I have a lot of this sort of kind of like a feel lonely. I feel alone. I feel abandoned. I want to be able to talk to my family. My father just died for Christ's sake. But I, um, I feel like I'd rather be alone than go back to abuse. And until such time as I can either defend myself against the abuse or, or, know, or maybe figure out what I'm doing wrong in the situation, whatever, until such time as I can not be sucked into a web of abuse, I'm not going to go back. I'm going to limit my communication to only the most pertinent and important um, things. And I'm going to just leave it at that. And I'm not going to be bitter. You know, here's the other thing. I was being consumed by anger. Especially at my brother. Because I felt like, well, he hurt my feelings. But here's the thing. Yeah, he hurt my feelings. But yeah, he hurts a lot of people's feelings. And he has a very insensitive person but i don't want him who is three thousand miles away from me to have power over how i sleep at night does that make sense and so what i did i am in the process of doing is whenever i think of they did this to me they're this way they're horrible people. They're blah, 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 blah. I tell myself, I have no business what they are. They has nothing to do with me. The only thing I could do about they is stay the heck away from them. And so they, when I think about they, I turn it back and I go, well, what am I doing? What is making, am I going to live here being upset about them? Am I going to be here? I'm all alone because of them? Or am I going to be, I'm all alone here because I haven't met new people yet because I have only just been here a short time. I haven't figured it out. And then I'm here because it's better for me here. That's a better attitude. And so um, I guess really the sort of epiphany of the day is that really the lesson is not about they, it's about me. And so, I, you know, COVID, I, I know I talk about this all the time. You're probably sick of hearing it. But I really, I'm sure that there are thousands of families, thousands of people. I know for sure. I know 100% sure that there are other people out there just like me who's, who COVID came and they saw it one way and the family saw it another way. And when the vaccines came out, it was like the last straw. You are not the people I thought you were. And I'm getting the heck out. And when I left, I saw the whole thing differently. And, uh, you know, it's got to take time. And during that time, things happen. Things keep going forward, you know. And so um, I just, I just, uh, I just hope that, uh, well, for me, I'm getting better. I, I'm, I'm, I need no help. You know, I'm fine. I will be okay. I have God always 100% in my life, even when I'm in pain at night, okay? So I'm, I'm at night. I have the restless legs, and I go, what did I do? Why do I have this? What have I done? Why is God cursing me? No. I go, I tell God, I go, well, maybe I have to have this for now. You know, like, I just don't really know. I don't feel right telling God what to do. So, um, 
I just try to be okay. I try to like, you know, everything, every time I wake up alive and not needing any, I don't care how bad it was last night. I'm glad I made it through and I'm okay today. And so I guess that's, I kind of ramble a little bit. I I have a lot of scattered stuff going on right now. So I don't even know what I'm going to title this podcast, but I'm not going to do a take four. So if you enjoy listening to me, then I encourage you to share me with a friend. And if there's anything that you like specifically, feel free to email me and uh, let me know what you like or don't like. And you can do that through your Podbean app. Thank you for listening and have a good day. The opinions expressed in the Dave Fremlin Show are strictly opinions. I am not an expert. The Dave Fremlin Show is written, directed, and produced by Dave Fremlin and is a Dave Fremlin production. Thank you for listening.